everyone, and welcome back to the Cinema Gems, and as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral, and as always, we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist. And of course, as always, I have the illustrious butt maestro himself next to me. How's it going, buddy? Wow, that was one of the cleanest intros I think you've ever done, and I'm not making this up. Take one. That was great. 10 out of 10. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another show that mostly talks about movies and occasionally takes requests, like not even occasionally, seriously, cinemagems15 at gmail.com. You can do what this amazing person did and send a, recommend us an amazing movie. Yeah. Which is what we're covering today. Uh, we're talking about The Last Unicorn, y'all. 1982, came out 40 years ago. Uh, and even before we get into the review, I want to thank Bear Bear, uh, Joe Bear, for requesting this movie. Or, I had a time. <laughs> or, 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 as I like to uh, to just walk up to her randomly at uh, Swapper Jacks and go, Cookie Monster. <laughs> Cookie Monster. Oh, no, she's absolutely one of our favorite coworkers and uh, now one of our favorite listeners. Also, also guys, just letting you know, we are, fun time. we are recording this randomly, so you have no idea of what it is, but I'm just letting you know it is 420. That's all I have to say. <laughs> just to specify people out there. Oh God, it actually. That might be like, oh, what time is it recording? Just letting you know, 4.20. Which is incredibly appropriate for this movie, because this is absolutely one of those movies that you really want to be vibing, to really vibe with. Uh, and as a bonus, have your monster manual at, like ready to go <laughs> when you're watching this movie. With the harpy with the three titties? The harpy with the three titties, the giant tree, There, there's there's pegasus and unicorns in there, there's all, oh, we'll get into it. I I was way overanalyzing this movie from the point of view of, oh, I can literally make this into a D&D campaign and not tell anyone that they're in the story of the last unicorn. <laughs> Uh, so basically, Mia Farrow voices the last unicorn. Yes. And she realizes that she is one of the only unicorns left because of a conversation by a father and son. The father and son, and then immediately followed by this amazing butterfly that just comes in at expo dumps, but like, it's all in out of order gibberish. (laughs) Which, it's kind of crazy. Which, to be honest with you, I think that... This movie got that from uh, Great Muppet Caper. Okay. Because when they were like, when when the butterfly is just info dumping, I'm just like, I just literally think of Diana Rigg going, it's plot exposition. It has to go somewhere. When did Great Muppet Caper come out? 1981. Okay. So yeah, this was, yeah. This, this would have been probably in production. We know that this movie had to have been in production for quite a while because, A, it's a Rankin-Bass film. You know, the people who did stop-motion animated holiday movies for I the know, your favorite. Time. I I never favorite. loved the animation of them, but I like the messages of did them for the most part. you flip off the mic? No, I gave the mic a thumbs oh, up. Oh, because when you did it, it looked like you were, like, gritting out of your eyes. No, I wasn't giving the sign language for whatever that is. I know, like, figure up to the nose would be fucking bored. I wasn't doing that. But it's okay. Y'all, you can't hear us. Or, no, you can't. Words are hard. The last unicorn. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Smedric uh, is... Smedric the Magician. Is I, played by Alan Arkin? I didn't put that together, but I love it. <laughs> that that didn't click in my head. Like, there was a few voices I heard, and I was like, oh, I know who that is. As soon as I heard Christopher Lee, 
I knew exactly oh, yeah. who Christopher Lee was. As soon as I heard Angela Lansbury, I immediately knew who that was. I see. As soon as I heard um, uh, Jeff Bridges' character, I was like, oh. That's Jeff exactly. Bridges was is the Prince later, right? The, the prince later, yeah. Okay. Uh, we're, we're not quite there yet. First, we have to get to, yeah. So all the unicorns were chased off by this big-ass red bull uh, into the seas. Which is just a weird... So, of like... I'm imagining a giant can of piss-flavored energy drink chasing off. Okay, cool. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that No, I promise you're not the only one. Yeah, 21st century product placement has absolutely done its thing. Which, speaking of, I miss when the Red Bull guys used to come into Swapper Jacks. What the hell, man? Um, I... The entire time they were mentioned, the Red Bull attack. The Red Bull! And I was like, please say it gave you wings. Oh, I was waiting for it. it. (laughs) Say Say it, please. Ah! It's great, but yeah, she's trying to find the Red Bull, uh, and she goes out into outside of her forest where she keeps everything magical into the rest of the world, where she is immediately uh, captured by Mommy Fortuna, played by Angela Lansbury. Right. Well, wait, doesn't she meet the doesn't she meet the tree before then? Does she? Don't Maybe I don't know. You Things were a little it more bit more recently. I, I watched I it last night, and it's still a little bit fuzzy, like Alice in Wonderland fuzzy. It's it's trippy. It's That's weird. exactly what this is. It's out. Al- it's better Alice in Wonderland. No, sorry, it's, not sorry. It's unicorn it's, in the Wonderland. That's what it is. Yeah, like like it's Alice it's someone, got transferred. It's someone's D and D campaign come to life. At Alice <laughs> Alice consciousness got transferred into a unicorn. And then she woke up, she was a unicorn, and she's already in Wonderland. Um, so she gets picked up by Mommy Fortuna, who's being followed by, uh, I guess, her son, who's also kind of like fucked up looking, and Schmedrick the Magician. Magician in big Okay, when, when he went, Ma! I was yeah. like, what? I, her son kind of... Is this of, established now? Schmedrick uh, uh, the Magician, though... Um, we're gonna classify him in D and D terms. He's a wild magic sorcerer. He has no control over his powers. He's literally just magic. Do what you will. Someone rolls a D one hundred and some random shit happens. Because he kept using the the thing sorcerer and magician. I was like, you're not interchangeably. Even... I know. Like, what are you doing? It was driving me low. Key. I was like, Alan Arkin, come on, man. It was driving me low key, high key nuts that people. Uh, kept interchanging the terms wizard and sorcerer and magician. Like, no, these all mean different things. You need to specify where does his magic come from. Does it come from studies and components? Does it come from his blood? Does it come from the air around him? Because these are all valid questions. Anyway, I'm... Yeah. <sighs> this movie. So... <laughs> uh, and then, basically, uh, they put, they're put on this, like, the saddest circus ever. Yeah. Uh, which, high key is where I would put my players into. If we started this as a campaign, like Which, you just go around and see the different monsters in cages, but most of them aren't even monsters. No. It's a, it's a, like a hex put on type of thing. Or it's, it's illusory, illusion, illusion, illusory magic. Illusor magic? Illusory. Oh, I thought you were calling yourself out. I was like, well, illusionary. I was, I was like, loser magic. I was like, that is you. <laughs> that is you. Wow. Thanks. Anyway. It's illusion magic. It's all just fucking with people's heads to the point that, like, people can't believe in a unicorn, so she has to put a fake unicorn horn on the unicorn so people believe it's a unicorn. But Angela Lansbury knows she's a real unicorn, the last unicorn, and 
Alan Arkin's character, though. Schmendrick. Yeah. No, the the one who wants to go to Hogwarts, but can't get it. Never got his letter. No. It's a big bummer. And and then you got the guy who's like her son. Yeah, I I can't find his name in here, but it and I love I matter. love that he I love that he goes, Spedrick, I can't think of why is a raving like a writing desk, and I'm just like, that's the riddle, and you're just now like, I can't think of it. I can't think of it. <sighs> so then a fire breaks out, right? Is that uh yeah, a fire breaks out and the the uh all the animals get out, um the harpy. Gets out right. and starts to attack um, the the unicorn. Well, the unicorn lets the harpy out. And then the, the smender's like, no, don't. And then harpy gets to... out and then immediately just destroys Mommy Fortuna. But and I this love... was one of the first times where I texted Bear Bear during the movie of just like, oh my god, this movie is fucking insane. This harpy just destroyed Angela Lansbury. <laughs> what the fuck? So, so while that's going on... Um, Patron and I were watching it Sunday and she fell asleep around this point. Yes. And, and at one point she woke up, she goes, they killed all the other animals. And I was like, no, they're, they're all out. Yeah. They got away. And she's just like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. Yeah. I'm watching the movie. I, <laughs> I, I, I know what's going on. And then like, I love the unicorns thing is like, don't run. You always walk away from... And I'm like, okay, maybe that's what you've been taught, but I taught run my fucking ass off. Yep. <laughs> but into so the woods. So they, you can't follow. Into the woods. Uh, but, but, and, then, and then the harpy never comes back. Harpy never comes back. But I'm it, pretty sure... But it, it's like, it, they, they reference that it could come back. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, did you want a sequel to this movie? Okay. Uh, they, uh, they... They go meet the tree, or they go meet... Or they find a bunch of bandits. And the bandits take them to Molly Gru. Oh, oh no, no, no. Oh. And Captain Cully. And then, I love that Captain Cully and Molly Gru are like, Hey, we're lovers. And then when they... When he when, when Smedrick comes and makes... And does the whole illusion magic. Oh, for Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. They're all like, oh, let's leave. And Molly Gru is like, like, alright, I'm with you guys now. Yeah, it's like... What the fuck happened? Wait. Well, that's a really great relationship that you have that going on. You just threw away for uh, a unicorn. And then okay. they get to the kingdom that is apparently only ruled by King Haggard. And his prince and And the monstrous Red Bull. The fire and elemental. Which again, I this is this theme is gonna carry on. This is in the monster manual. You could all just you could run all of this. Red Bull? Like, it, you could, it literally calls the Red Bull, um, a fire elemental. Okay. You could literally make a fire ele- elemental in the shape of a bull and have it with have wings? the mechanics. You could also add wings if you really okay. wanted to. I don't see why not. Because Red Bull gives you wings, man. It's, it's an elemental. It's No, it's, you know why Red Bull gives you wings? Because it kills you afterwards. Yeah, the fucking taurine is the highest natural concentration of caffeine, uh, in any... Animal, it's it's bold bile. It's liquid speed. It's liquid speed. It's bold bile. It's stomach acid from a from a bull. Anyway, wait, they really pump it out of a bull? Yeah, no, taurine is no. I meant like legit, like they literally pump yeah. that acid out of a bull. Yeah, and put it in a can and sell it. Mix it with other things, but yeah, taurine. Oh my 
God. Yeah, you didn't know that's what no, you're drinking. No, I didn't drink know. Any, any energy drinks, and there's a lot of them that have taurine in it. Oh. Google taurine right now. It's bull bile. That's like when people found out about um, uh, gelatin. Like people didn't realize yeah. that it was like actual hooves from an ant yep. from hooved animals put into the thing. Yeah, whatever. Yep. Okay. Kind of so, fucked up. So basically, just like this movie, it's kind of fucked up. I, I'd say it's a lot more fucked up than this oh, movie. Okay. This oh. movie's pretty great, actually. So, so they meet the Red Bull. But they kind of hang out for a while because Smedrick realizes that he is a, a real magician or something. And then the entire time, Mia is changing... I'm sorry, Mia. Unicorn is changing to a person yeah, so, who's still voiced by Mia Farrow. Yeah, so the Red Bull comes up and starts to chase the unicorn away. Uh, who I guess he's named, he's now named Amalthea. Yeah. He, he used that name eventually. I don't know where he pulled that name from, and she never denies it. So mm-hmm. I guess her name is Amalthea now. Um, and in, or, in order to save the unicorn from the Red Bull and make her less of a target, he does his wild magic thing, and the wild magic turns her human. Uh, and as a side effect of this... We start to see this when they go up to the, the, the castle of King Haggard and meet the prince. Uh, the longer she stays human, the more of her unicorn identity and memory disappears. And I kind of wish they would have drawn this out a little longer. Where, like, oh, you mean where it's basically... forgetting more and more that, like, what the fuck is a cries. unicorn? I love how she cries. And he's like, no! Now you'd never be turned into a unicorn again! I was like, when were these rules established? Uh, what? Apparently, okay. Smendrick, the, the wild magic magician, uh, has the only book on the unicorns in the land. Uh, it makes sense. Um, <laughs> Which, by the uh, way, great voice casting for Alan Arkin because you could not tell it was him. Um, Christopher Lee, you could tell though. You know why? Because it's Christopher fucking Lee. Yeah, it's, of course it's Christopher fucking Lee. Right, we're not going to talk about how the king just, like, on a whim replaces his super powerful magician who has been invisible this whole time. I mentioned that earlier. Okay. I mentioned that earlier because he got replaced. And then it was all a deceit because yes. the king knew the whole time. Yes. He just wanted the unicorn. And yes. I'm just like, but if you knew the... It's just that moment where you want to take your glasses off. And just, like, rub your eyes together and be like, what the fuck? Dude, do we want to, um, do we want to talk about the cat? The cat that talks all of a sudden? The cat that talks, apparently. Because the beginning of the movie, when the unicorn starts talking, I'm like, I can't tell if she's talking out loud to a telepathic Like an inner monologue? Is it an inner monologue? Do people hear her telepathically? Never gets answered. Uh... And apparently people just understand this cat. This cat is speaking English because he's been around pirates for long enough, I guess. And sure, that's how that's how things go. Um <laughs> that I've been around pirates. Oh, that's why you can talk. The cat brings them to uh the clock to- the clock that the clock and this laughing skeleton who I fucking love. Which by the way, so when they get inside of the clock it's like another dimension. Yeah, I guess it was some kind of dimension door. Another spell. I'm still trying to process that. Sorry. Go ahead and talk about the laughing 
the laughing skeleton, <laughs> which I love when they're like, uh, they're asking a question. He's like, ah! and he answers it. It's like, you just fucking answered it, dumbass. Yep. And then the king's like, back to them. And then I love how the prince is just like, oh, I just followed because this hot chick was here. Legit, yeah. And people think, like, you're thinking that we're making fun of this movie? That's exactly how it happens. That's happened. really what happens That's in the exactly movie. exactly how it's it happens. great, actually. Because <laughs> these would all make for amazing NPCs in my, in my D&D kit. Go, go ahead and talk about the, the, the skeleton <laughs> laughing. Uh, the skeleton laughing at the empty bottle of wine that it thinks it ingested, where it's just like, alright, go to the fucking clock tower. <laughs> they go to the, they go through the clock tower, wasn't, uh, isn't, and they find the Red Bull. Well, the Red Bull finds them. Isn't the cat, or the, the skeleton's name, Rook, R-U-H-K? I think so, oh, yeah. Okay. That's, the, uh, that's voiced by Theodore uh, G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B? Gottlieb. Uh, he was in he was in the Burbs, and he was also in Nocturnia. Uh, I'm not gonna say this, but apparently, Message Parlor Murders, um, Message Parlor Hookers is the apparently the poster. So I'm just the like, mes- oh, Message Parlor, Message Par Parlor Murders. If I'm not wrong, isn't Ma- that what it says? Hey, 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 Admiral. What it says? Massage. Well, see, that's why that's why the word message and massage can like mess you up. Well, one, man. one is M A, one is M E. You're telling but me it's like I like I like I like message parlors though. That's where you go in and you're just like, is there a message for me? Yeah, there's a message for you. Here's your message. Oh, thank you. Oh, can you send this message back? Yeah, hold on, just wait here in the parlor. <laughs> Oh my god. I Would you like a hooker while you're here? That's what so, we have here. Message by hookers. In a riveting finale of the movie, uh, Schmendrick does his wild magic thing again, somehow turns Amalthea back into the unicorn. Uh, and pushes the bull into out, the ocean. In, into the ocean, which apparently, instead of boiling the ocean, causes all the unicorns to, and I'm not uh, making this up, okay. ride in on a fucking tidal wave. Right. So it's just several tidal waves worth of unicorns. So I I took that as the soul, the Red Bull soul was diminished. Diminishing, yeah. And all the other u- unicorn souls were able, and I'm just like, wait, that doesn't make sense because wait, they still have their bodies. It, it, all, it makes sense though if we're talking in, again, D&D terms, his presence was a magical field that was keeping the unicorns at bay. As that field dissipates, they're fine. So, and also, I just thought about it I'm like it's a kids' movie. Yeah, from the early '80s. Yeah, which I don't know if you ever saw the animation animated Lord of the Rings from the '70s. Yes, I did. It's been quite. Is a while. why is it the same animation? Because it's the same studio. Oh, okay, cool. I thought it's literally I was, Rankin Bass. Yeah, I thought I was the only one that caught that. Bear Bear, Bear told me that uh, after I watched this, I need to rewatch uh, the Rankin Bass Hobbit. Oh, I, I I own that one, but no, wait, I own that one, but I also own the other one where it's Lord of the Rings, but it's the first two books, and then they did Return of the King back in like the mid eighties. Yeah, like, and it's like, what about the two towers? It, do they do Fellowship in two towers in one movie? Yeah, apparently. Okay. And I'm like, wow. 
to be fair, they do kind of bleed into one book if you read them back to back, uh, to the point that actually, like, I don't yeah. like his writing. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't like his writing because he describes too much in one <sighs> city. That's it. That's I agree. It. Because, yeah, I do vaguely remember spending, uh, what, reading three straight tra- chapters about how Hobbit stores are historically round. But, like, why do, building? Need, why do we need three fucking chapters? One chapter's fine. Okay. Even half a chapter's fine. Three lines of dialogue is even better. So, don't let me ever tell you about the Silmarillion. <laughs> oh, that's why, legit, I read The Hobbit and I was like, I'm done. I read The Hobbit and I was like, I, was like, I can't. I can't do... I, I love the movies, but I just can't. Did you know that Hao's Miyazaki, you know... Uh, Hayao Miyazaki, yes. Y- you know that he uh, recently came out and says what movies he hates from Hollywood? You want to know what movies they are? What movies are Indiana they? Jones, because of the post-colonial war. And okay. how white people take over the... Um, yeah. The Middle East. I'm like, oh, that's, yeah. that's accurate. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Agree with you that. And he goes, Lord of the Rings. Because they fight brown people. And I was like, that's even... That's actually more accurate. Because if you think about it, who does who do the elves that are white fight? People from uh, the Middle East and Asia. Not geographically, though. I... But where do they come from? They, don't they don't doesn't that come from? So orcs and urukai are corrupted elves by uh, Melkor, that. who was the lieutenant. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Sar, Sar, Sauron was the lieutenant of the fallen angel Melkor, uh, and Melkor created orcs and goblins by corrupting elves and dwarves. No, I I know that. I mean the. <laughs> The ones, the, the, the fighters with the elephants. Uh, the oliphants, yes. Yeah. The, uh, the, the... The 16-story high elephants. Still counts as one! <laughs> the, uh, the, the people who were given all this stuff by the, um, Blue Wizards? I think it was the Blue Wizards. Uh, because Gandalf was the Grey Wizard. Do you, do you the know? The White Wizard. The Gradagast the Brown. And yeah, the two... Blue wizard, which we've never met, who went far east. We're like, yeah. we've never met those, right? No, in the movies we have not. We only, or in the only, books, I don't think we did either. We only have met Radagast the Brown, who was played by the Seventh Doctor. Yes, yes, he was. You're very correct. Which, by the way, just legit, that's how he he, he imagined Doctor Who in his head the entire time because Radagast the Brown just like eating being, some mushrooms man. yeah being incredibly eccentric and just fantastic that was uh, my favorite part of those movies yeah but that's uh, the that's, Hobbit movies that's what uh, Miyazaki uh, Miyazaki uh, hi I'm Miyazaki you got that's this the movies that he doesn't like about Hollywood and I'm like hey that's his opinion and he's entitled to it I don't fully agree but I still love his movies and I fully respect his opinion he's a complete um, it's a completely different um uh culture though so the yeah, because we we were brought up on that you know on movies and on cultures. Yeah, and they have an entire the 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 Japanese culture and the Chinese culture and Asian culture has an entire other sort of that, and they actually have their own version of Lord of the Rings, which I want to eventually read. I think it's shorter than our Lord of the Rings. Okay, um, but they actually want to make. You mean Journey to the West? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like two, three books. Possibly. Or something about dancing with swords or something. I don't know. But the, it's like three or four books, 
and they actually want to make that into a, a movie series and i'm like please do but uh, please like keep it as a all asian cast to more you know accurately accurately portray it sorry i don't know why we went down that rabbit hole uh because this movie is a rabbit hole into cool. all kinds of fantasy shit um uh we're, we're at the very end and lear tries to defend the unicorn from the bull and gets fucking stopped and uh, then she feels love yeah or something like that and then like goes after and fucking stabs the bull with with her horn i guess uh chases it into the water the unicorns tied a wave out and starts stampeding up king lear's castle and then the castle and he crumbles? somehow got up very quickly and the castle crumbles just crumbles completely from the earthquake the hooves the hooves i guess they're like the... i'm sorry headphone listeners also good night dead tom dead tom good night yo uh and that that's pretty much it not really like they established you know she is now the only unicorn that lives with regret because she was once human and I, I I don't know. There were a few question marks there, but I still kind of got it. So so you're saying the it title... Was, it was a good message. I like it. The title of this movie should be The Last Unicorn, colon, because I was a human and I loved, and I loved it with regret. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, And then... And then the movie ends. It, it's, yeah, we it, see the unicorns go off. Uh, the unicorn says goodbye to Shmedrick. Um... And Prince just, Lear, she just she just she gives up on. Is like, wow, I'm sorry for like burdening you with regret and the 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 stench of mortality, uh, and because of it, she can't rejoin her kind. Um, so she's again the last unicorn, and it's like, okay, and that's it. That's the this last movie unicorn. came out forty years ago. This, this this is insane. This is a forty year old movie, 1982. Oh my god! So you gave me a 25th anniversary DVD. From the library, yes. Is, is this due back soon? It's due back on Saturday, but I'm not going to return until tomorrow because the the Fantastic Miss Frieda and the Honorable Tusk like to go on a really long walk sometimes early in the morning. Okay. So we walk all the way to the Lakeshore Library. Oh, from, nice. From the video store with the hole in the roof. Yep. Um, and it takes about an hour, and they like it. It zonks them out, and the Fantastic Miss Frieda just lays up on the floor afterwards like, it's hot. Yep, that, actually, that sounds about right. I actually right. have a photo I'm going to show you, <laughs> and I want you to describe it to the listener. I'm, I'm going to request that you put this photo on Instagram, uh, which, by the way, Cinema Gems Pod is the Instagram handle where yes. you can see this picture when the admiral uploads it later. Look at that! Just straight up. Oh, K.O. Like I'm good. Fully knocked out. My God. What's going on? Oh, freedom. Oh. Um. And that's the movie. Uh, so we have a rating system here in Cinema Gem. Yes, we do. Full gem an amazing movie, half gem an Ari movie, no gem a horrible movie. But Maestro, what do you give 1982's 40 Year Ago, The Last Unicorn, colon, I'm the last unicorn because I lived with regret and I was a human once. So I'm weirdly biased because you know I'm a huge fantasy nerd. Uh, you know I, ha- I literally had the monster manual out during this movie looking up every f- creature in the movie going how can i make this work and i uh, whole gem 
Okay. Whole whole gem. I I actually loved it, and I kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> See, I kind of give it kind of an in between. It's one of those movies that are in between a half gem and a full gem, like like a B plus. Because it's like, I understand what they were going for. They didn't fully execute it, but it's okay because it's, it's a kids movie in the early eighties. It's a to kids the movie. Point that they did. Oh, what's it called? The uh, the depth. Uh, there's a specific machine. The depth of field? The depth of field machine. Death of field? Depth. Depth. Oh, okay. There's a P in there. Okay, cool. Just make sure. Yeah. Um, oh, what's it fucking called? Um, it's going to hit me later and I hate it. Um, some, someone tell me at cinema gems underscore pod, uh, what the hell is the name of that machine that creates the depth uh, in the beginning, those shots. Because Disney did the same fucking thing. Parallax. It's a parallax oh, wow. machine. Okay. It just I was, le- I was legit like looking up like, got it, what's going on? Um, did you also know, did you, did you know the skull is, uh, is one of the characters from Deep Space Nine? Oh, who? Uh, the one who Garrick? recently, recently passed, but it was married to, uh, well, the... The person who is in charge of, oh, he's the person who's in charge of the, like the, the police, like, like he was a shapeshifter. It's Renee. Here he goes. Oh, Odo. Yeah. Oh. Okay, cool. That's his name. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's Odo. That's the one that shapeshifts and is married to what's her face, right? Yes. Okay. Um, before we finish talking about this movie, I need to talk about. Uh, the soundtrack for this movie because holy shit. Okay, uh, cool. Band w- America. Okay. And the, the London Symphony Orchestra, uh, as well as a bunch of other um, uh, British artists at the time, um, got together and did this soundtrack. And holy shit, it slaps most of the movie. There's a few random songs that I'm just like, why is this playing right now? So, so to me, I don't know who scores a movie worse. This, like, um, performed songs performed by America in The Last Unicorn, or Queen for Flash Gordon. Like, who's the more outlandish one where you're just like, they went for it. Queen. They went for it. Queen for Flash Gordon. See, for me, it's this one, because it's like, I've heard the Queen songs, like, randomly on the radio for Flash Gordon. I have never heard once any of America's songs for The Last Unicorn. I have only because I'm a huge Ninja Sex Party and Dan Avidan oh. fan, and uh, he, he's gone on record multiple times saying The Last Unicorn is like one of his major influences in... Just like, it's really hard to, jarring to hear, I've been on the desert with a horse with no name, and then... <laughs> unicorns, unicorns! <laughs> Sorry, that's, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. I, I love the music of this movie. I love the movie itself. I, I think we unfortunately skipped over the part where I had to text Bear Bear. Uh, what the fuck? The tree has tits. What is happening? This is amazing. Oh, the tree voiced by uh, Nellie Bellflower. Okay. What are her other acting credits? Oh, she was in Finding Neverland. She was a producer in that. She was... Oh, Thunder the Barbarian! That looks like literally a Hanna-Barbera ripoff of He-Man. Oh my god. 
literally what it is. Princess Ariel and Dr. Kraft, that's who she played. So, what did y'all think about The Last Unicorn? Have you seen it recently? Have you, you have not seen it since you were a kid? Are you thinking about seeing it again? I have uh, not seen this movie. You should. I have not uh, seen this movie since I was a kid. And it shows... And this is the first time I've ever watched this. And I'm not I don't I'm hate the I don't hate the movie. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm just gonna specify that I don't hate it. I just If you want a good time on a rainy Saturday night. Oh, so you know Oh I'd, my god, yes. I'd be like I'd be like Saturday or Sunday morning, right after breakfast, you want some you want some you want some bliss? Put this on and you're just like what the hell am I? I just dropped acid. What the hell am I? Please let us know what you thought about The Last Unicorn and what you thought about our review of The Last Unicorn. Uh, you can tweet at us at cinemagems underscore pod. You can always email us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And you can find cute pictures of uh, Frida and Tesla on, uh, what's that Instagram handle again, Amber? Cinemagems pod. That one. Um, and also, guys... Uh, yeah, just let us know what you think about it. We would like to do more of these reviews for uh, listeners. Uh, once again, I don't hate the movie, Bear Bear. I don't hate it. I just... Tell us what your favorite movies are. Tell us what your least favorite movies are. And tell what, us what you want us to review. What what movie is fascinating to you that you would love to hear us two fucking nerds just go off about it? Because right. this was a lot of fun. So... I have so I don't really have anything for the for news or quarantine watch list, but I have two pieces of news. Okay. Uh, one I told you previously. Yes. Um, and one is just gonna be like, what the fuck? Do you, Do you want to do the thing? Uh, no. I mean, it's there. Don't worry about it. It's, it's just two pieces. Okay. So do you want to do the sad one or the what the fuck one? First? Give Give me the what the fuck one first. Um, I know what the so sad Fantastic one is. Beast three. Yes. The gay dialogue is cut out and for China. Why? You mean the the You mean the part where Dumbledore explains that he and uh Grindelwald made an uh, a pact with each other that if they ever think about killing the other a chain is going to magically strangle them? Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's really important to the plot. I don't know if it's exactly what... Cause I like, seen... it literally explains why these two people who hate each other now can't do anything about it. I haven't I haven't seen the movie entirely. I, I haven't either. I just know, unfortunately, enough about Harry Potter lore that it makes sense. Yeah. And this is already pre-established in the fucking Harry Potter lore. Anyway. Yay! I'm very tired of the Fantastic Beasts movies. I'm just tired of them. I'm And no, I'm not just mad that uh, I'll never be able to make my fantasy Harry Potter movie. That is the Quidditch movie we never, we've never we never gotten. Uh, oh. Uh, oh. Uh, remember the Titans, but with Quidditch. Is it going to be the Chudley Cannons? Or is it going to be... I, I don't know what Quidditch team it would be, but like imagine the story of... like if, if they, They've been leaning very hard into the divide... Uh, in like the Roaring Twenties between the magical world and the wizarding world, especially the wizarding community that's all about like pure bloods and shit. And, excuse me, um, I think it'd be really fun to have a story about the first professional Quidditch team that has a mix of pure blood magicians and uh, magicians that come from non-magical parents. And you can literally just lift the storyline of Remember the Titans and then make it more diverse and make it about magic and and people falling off of brooms 
Like, I don't know. I just think that would be a lot of fun. But I'm also less and less interested in Harry Potter every day. The more I hear about rolling. And I... Oh, she needs to stop tweeting? Yeah, she really does. Come on, Elon Musk. You, you own 9%. Don't make her stop. So that was a pretty interesting what the fuck news. What do yeah. you got? What's I know what the sad one is. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey passed away within a couple of hours of recording this. Uh, Which sorry if that gives away when we record this. Yeah. Well, I mean, we but it does change every week. I mentioned earlier that we is four twenty. So. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the guy did amazing stuff. The guy did horrible things. Yeah, I, I I think I've read a few stories where he was pretty horrible and abusive to uh, to coworkers and cast members. Yep. Uh, and he would always like th- he was always told that he'd make jokes too soon. Um, but I mean, po- mainly people mostly remember him from Iziago. Yeah. From and the Affleck duck for a while until they told him fuck off because he was tweeting after the tsunami. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, what are you doing? Why? Um, look, and you actually proposed something. Uh, I I had the stupid idea that what's today, April twelfth? Yeah, uh, April twelfth. After this year, let's have a break from it, and then April twelfth can uh, not all day like talk like a pirate day, but like for a point in the day, everyone gets to not has to, but gets to talk like Gilbert Gottfried because annoying people is kind of what he did whether he meant to or not holy shit he was in cyber chase for this long oh my god he was he was in cyber chase for 20 years he was digit cyber chase went on for 20 years yeah jesus i remember that show uh, love that show. He was also, I mean, he was in Problem Child. He was in The Adventures of Ford. He was in the Beverly Hills Cop series. Oh my god! He's most well known for Iago from yeah. Harry Potter. Um, and also the subsequent sequels. Yes, because I'm pretty sure he's the only voice. He's not the only, but he's one of the voices that didn't have to get recast. Yeah, when because they tried to do the direct-to-video thing. Because I know that it Homer changed, Simpson did took over Robin Williams' role when yeah. Robin Williams was oh. like, "Hey, y'all breached my contract. I specifically told y'all not to make any marketing off of my likeness, and now you're making marketing well, off of my likeness." Well, specifically, he didn't want more than thirty percent of his character to be the marketing. Yeah, and they and it was way more than yeah. that. Yeah, uh, and also he was. Uh, uh, Krang Subprime in the 2014 slash 2016 Ninja Turtles TV series. Oh my god. I didn't know they made another series. Um, he was also in College Humor a lot. Um, and he was also in the Angry Video Game Nerd a lot. Ah. Uh, but look, we can go on and on about Gilbert Gottfried, but we know that you guys have your own special moment for Gilbert Goffrey that you like absolutely are like, that's my Gilbert Goffrey moment and you're entitled to it, but just go and do your research on his standings about how he cared about people. Yeah. Because I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm super sad that he's gone. I'm sad that he's gone, but the way he treated some people, I'm I'm a little bit disappointed that we're unfortunately never going to get another uh, Gilbert Gottfried reading of Fifty Shades of Grey. Yep. Uh, the world needs more of that. But uh, you 
you're absolutely right. He did some pretty fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. So take the good with the bad. You know? He's like most people. Not perfect. Exactly. No, nobody is perfect. We're not the last unicorn, colon. I've lived with regret now, so now I'm really the last unicorn. What an amazing way to tie it all for a full circle, Admiral. Yep. Wow. Great job. You made the bow, and I put my finger there, and it went right over. Do you want to call it a perfect show there? Uh, all we got to say, guys, is wipe your hooves and see you later. But also remember that black lives always matter. And also, Martin the Arrogant Observer, thank you for letting us use your website. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And guys, we have a very special episode next week. It's probably going to go over a little longer, so that's why we're mm, nipping this in the bud about 40 minutes in. Thank you for mentioning the website, Admiral, because lowrainpictures.com, after you're done with the year 30 tab, of course, go pay uh, some attention to those guys. They're great. You can come over to the Cinema Gems tab, scroll through until you find a movie that piques your interest, and listen to two nerds. We have 339 episodes. We have a lot. Yeah, it might it might be too much actually. Um, some say we should stop. I say nah. to those, this is let's fun. go farther. <laughs> let's let's go farther. Let's keep doing this. I'm still having fun with it. This is one of our first uh, fan re- fan requests, guys. We want to keep them coming. Let us know. Please email us at cinemagems15. That's cinemagems15 at gmail, or reach the cinemagems underscore pod for the Twitter, or like Bear Bear uh, got in touch with me, the Cinema Gems pod through the Instagram. Which, thank you again, Bear Bear. Yeah. Mwah, we love you. Thank, thank you for letting us come on this wonderful ride. Um, and also, guys, all we have to say is just remember that you can't pour from an empty cup. Be kind to yourself so you can be kind to others. Worry about yourself before others. Oh, all, all as, as a means to... Then you have the energy Correct. to... Yes. Correct. Not like, oh, I don't care. We're, we're not promoting, like, full-on narcissism. I Correct. want to point that out. We're, we're not trying to encourage you to, like, block off the rest of the world and be a full-on narcissist. We're not, um, we're not trying to be Patron's sister. No. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Did that hit too close to home? No, but there is a balance, right? Yeah. There is a balance of, you know, enough self-love so then you can later be selfless without exhausting yourself. Because it is so important to live to fight another day so you can keep helping people more. Uh, be kind to yourself so you can be kind to others. Thank you to all of our amazing Swapper Jacks friends and family members. Y'all are great. We love y'all. Thank y'all so much. Wipe your hopes and see you later. But also, guys, remember, black lives always, always. matter. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all.